Welcome to another episode of Behind the Bar podcast brought to you by the coaches and clients of Arte Fitness Durham, Sunderland and the Barbell Club where we take you from complete beginner to photo shoot ready. So before we start, we are we now have our intake for our January starters which will be Monday the January 9th on our 90 day total transformation at both of our units in Arte Fitness Durham which is in Gilesgate and RT Fitness Summer, which is in Southwick Industrial Estate. There's a little link below here. Click that, answer a few questions, book a call in with Sarah, and we can take a deposit now for you to claim your space to start January the 9th. So on today's episode, we have Jack. Jack's journey is a little bit different to most people. Jack's had to actually gain weight. He's wanted to put on size. He started uh, the he started with our Carnage program a few years back, and has now moved over to our barbell program. And in the barbell program, he says he started around ten stone, went all the way up to thirteen and a half stone, and then he's done his shred, and looks fucking mint. Um, this shows a good insight of how, to how many calories you actually have to have if you're like a bit of a slow gainer, if you're already a lean person, going up to five thousand calories. So enjoy this one. Jack. Hello. <laughs> right then, who are you? Um, Work-life balance, basically so that you can continuously train. So who are you? What's your work-life balance? And what, how does that work around so that you can train? So. I'm Very layered question. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I work as an engineer. So I work at nine to five most of the time. It's usual day shift. Um, I train before work. Yeah. Barbell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we try to get steps in and get a bit of training after work. Right. Um, my usual work is a nine to five, but you know sometimes it, it slips and sometimes you can't. But uh, it is a difficult balance. You tend to find things drop off. Social life drops off yeah. quite a bit at certain times of the year when you're trying to do different things. Like the last twelve weeks hasn't been much of a social life. Right. Um, but it's just finding that balance. It's not an easy balance. Right. I'd certainly like to spend more time doing things I'd rather do than at work, but that's everyone, isn't it? Yeah. So do you tend to do, you tend to do overtime? Yeah. Um, we work on a... So the, where I work, it's a 24-hour environment, but I only work day shift. Right, okay. But if things go wrong during the night, we can't be called in to support, or if I'm at work and something goes wrong, and my, I finish... I don't finish, I stay and I have to support weekends, you have to support occasionally. So there was a lot of time where, not so much now, but certainly in the last sort of two or three years, there's been a lot of phone calls at inconvenient times right. to go into work, which kind of ruins your day a bit. But that's part of it, isn't it? It is, it is. And does that have, ever have a knock-on effect for the training then? Not so much at the moment, but it certainly used to. We used to go out for walks on Saturdays with the dogs and things like that, and I used to be getting phone calls and have to go back and have to go to work. And right. It just takes what would be a nice day, yeah, yeah, a yeah. nice, enjoyable day where you go out for a nice walk and you get your steps in easily because you can go somewhere nice and you know, enjoy your day to right. a day where you now have to start thinking about something else and it just takes it away. Is this why you train on the morning then? Yes. Yeah, training on the mornings far more consistent for me than it would be if I say went from work straight to training. Right. There'd certainly be times where I wouldn't be able to make training because I'd be stuck at work. Whereas if I train first thing, I get out of bed, I come train, and then I go to work, and 99% of the time I can. That's pretty consistent. 
So would you never train on a night? No, we train on a night when we can. Right, so okay. we do extra bits of training yeah, when yeah, we can yeah. on a night. Um, we enjoy training on a night just as much as on a morning. Um, right. It's just morning is far more consistent for me. Good stuff. Far more controllable. So your fitness background right early on, as early as you can remember. Early as I can remember <laughs> was rock climbing. So from the age of about four or five, well, it initially started with walking actually. Um, right, okay. I used to go to the lakes with my dad quite a lot. Um, and he loved walking over there. So right. My earliest fitness, I guess, was walking with my dad in the lake strip and doing mountains. So I did sort of like Hellbellum when I was four years old with my dad. Did you? I did uh, Scarfell when I was six. Right. I had no right being there as a four-year-old, but yeah, my dad yeah. knew what he was doing and stuff like that. But yeah, he took me to all these places when I was very young and did a lot of walking over in the lakes, um, which led to me wanting to do rock climbing. So I did rock climbing with my dad till I was about 12. I started to do it competitively and um, started to do competitions and things like that. Um, right. I don't know what made me stop, to be honest with you, but I think it was when I went to secondary school, it kind of just sort of fizzled out. It's when you start doing team sports. Yeah. But I, I never really enjoyed team sports as much as I enjoyed individual sports. <laughs> I don't know if it's a very selfish thing of me. No, no, not um, at all. But yeah, I stopped doing that. I started doing the normal, you know, the football, that sort of stuff. Right. Um, but I was never great at football. I was okay. Yeah. And it was never a sport that I could particularly like, excel in. Um, I did that until I finished school, um, did it a bit while I was sort of at uni and things like that, but, but not a huge amount. And it was really when I finished uni, um, I started running. Um, again, an individual sport. It was, it, was, it was a thing for me after work where I could put my headphones in yeah. and go for a run and kind of just switch off and like, not have to think about anything for a couple of hours. And it was kind of like a stress relief. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. And then the running kind of took off and I started doing longer distances and eventually doing long distance running. Right. Um, I was also doing a bit of carnage at the same time. Uh, right. Towards the back end of that. So how long? So this is, right. So we went childhood, <laughs> yeah. walking, rock climbing, and then football through school. Yeah. And then that age there, like 18-ish, that, was, that, was that when you started taking up running? Are we still football? -ish? I think I was still footballing around that time. Right. I think there was probably a period at university where I wasn't doing very much in terms of sport. I was right. Drinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there was a huge amount of sport going on. Yeah. Um, and then it was when I finished duty that I really took up took up running. So would you say like the I don't know, say the eighteen to twenty one, sort of a steely type? Probably. I think part. It's the best way of saying it. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't, didn't do, was probably doing bits and bobs, playing five-a-side when people arranged it and things like that, but nothing consistent. And then was the running more of a passion or a convenience? I think it was a stress relief. Right, okay. Initially, right. initially I think I did it as uh -huh. a way of decompressing after work. You right, okay. In, you put your shoes on, you put your headphones in, and you were on your own for half an hour. Yeah. You didn't have to talk to anyone. You could just be sort of free to do what you want to do. And I really enjoyed it. Um, and then I think it became a bit of a, a passion for me. And I started doing it a bit more seriously and right. started doing races and that sort of stuff. What um, kind of races? It was obstacle course racing. Right, okay. It's what I started doing. So it's a mixture of run plus sort of climbing over things and exercises, yeah. that sort of stuff. Um, 
When was that? What year? I think I did my first one. Um, 2016, I did my first one. Oh, was it? Tough Mudder. Um, right. Down in Yorkshire. Right. Um, I've done quite a few since then. Mine was 2014. Was it? So I did it before you? Yeah. yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I did that one in 2016, and then I think I did about five or six the year after. Uh, right. So really, I really enjoyed it and really picked it up after that. It's 2016. So when did you start? So you were doing your running and your, that, running in the obstacles. So when did you start RT? Must have been 2018, I think it was. And it was, why? I think it was because Paige was doing it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Paige was doing something on a morning and I wasn't. I was staying in bed and Paige came and was doing the barbell or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wasn't seven. doing anything. Yeah. And just, I couldn't fit. I would have loved to have done the barbell, but I couldn't fit it in with work. Yeah. Um, just the time just didn't map out for me. Um, but the carnage was on before it. So right, I okay. used to get up before Paige and come and do carnage. But I think it was just because she was doing something and I wasn't. And I felt a bit, <laughs> maybe, maybe felt a bit left out. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, good. Um, with the running though, how far is the furthest you went? Just before I stopped running, I did a run, a 12 hour run, which was 56 miles. Fucking 12 hell. hours. Oh, was that the nighttime one? Yeah, through the night. Yeah. Did you have to do something in between every lap or something like that? Or was that a different one? There was a different one, which was in between. That one was just, it was a five mile loop because it was during COVID. Right. Um, so I just did a five mile loop. Um, and you did it basically as many times as you could within the 12 hours. Um, my loop was slightly longer than five miles, hence I didn't do 55 miles, it was 56 miles over the whole thing. Right, okay. Um, yeah, that, that was the furthest I ever did. And in then, one go? In one go, yeah. I'd done other runs of marathons and things like that before, yeah, but that yeah, was yeah. the furthest I did. Because I remember one day when you were doing Carnage and you yeah. had a day off work yeah. and you said, oh, I've just went up the Kielder. Oh, I went up the did the marathon route. Yeah. And not on a marathon day? No, just because I wanted to enjoy it. It was a nice day. I had a day off. So, yeah. It, as I say, running was something I enjoyed doing. It was a bit of a right. stress relief. I used to be able to put my headphones in and just forget about everything. And you didn't have to think about work or the stresses of life or anything like that. You were just... So what were you listening to? Just anything. On, this, on, on these many, many hour... Well, sometimes you, you listen to things. Sometimes there's nothing on. Right. You just, generally, you put your headphones in so people don't talk to you. Music, podcasts, audiobooks? Uh, I've listened to music and podcasts. Actually, I've listened to audiobooks as well, all of them. Right, okay. Times. Depends on what you're doing. Right. If you're doing like a, a long run, uh -huh. podcasts and audiobooks are brilliant. Right, okay. Because you, you could focus on something. Like, you can listen to a story and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're doing a short run where you're fast, music's a better thing. So it depends on what you're doing right. as to what I listen to. Ah. So how was Carnage when you've done that? Carnage was good. Um, it was a good programme. Really enjoyed it, and the people there were brilliant. Yeah. Really good set of people. Uh, this is the Sunderland, Sunderland 615ers, yeah. yeah. 615 or whatever. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and the coaches, I mean, it was when, I think it was Mash when I started. Yeah. Um, coaches were brilliant. They really got everyone involved, and they were, yeah. they were good. Um, but it also got you involved with the wider community of RT Fitness with the events and things like that. So, yeah, yeah. Which were, which were really good fun. As I say, the barbell was always something I'd have wanted to do, but I right. just couldn't fit it in. But carnage was a good way of me doing some other exercise other than just running. Yeah. Because uh, that's all I was doing at the time. So then COVID hit? Yeah. What did you do? What did you do in COVID? Walked. Walked. We did a lot of walking during COVID. Yeah. See, it was difficult because during COVID, everyone was off work. I got three weeks off work and then I was straight back into work. So right. I was working while everyone was 
was off. We had two lines running in the plant. Um, unfortunately, one of those lines was my line. Um, so after three weeks, I went back to work. Um, but as much as possible, we were still walking up where we could. Yeah. Get steps in. Um, oh, so you were working norm as normal, fit, really? Yeah, I was working. It was just a restriction on going out, really, for me. It was when I come in from work, there was a limit as to what I could do. Yeah. Um, but work-wise, for me, it was the same, other than changes in PPE and all that sort of stuff. Sorted. So then, when did you start Barbell? I, well, I stopped college during COVID. Yeah. Um, and then I think it was after COVID. It was, it was not long after my long run. Right. I, I kept on getting prone to, to injuries and I was doing less and less. So I couldn't do as much running because I was injured all the time. Um, and we started doing uh, a PT on a Wednesday morning, I believe, oh, with um, yeah, yeah. Paige's mum and dad, yeah. I believe. Um, and I think it was when we were doing that, we kind of realised that a 6am slot would work. We, we could make it work. Yeah, forgetting in, in Durham, to work yeah, yeah. And Forgetting to work and getting everything done. And then I think you mentioned that there was some 6am slots yeah, yeah, yeah. coming up. So we put our names forward. Paige started the week that? before me. It was last September, I think. Was it? Last September we started, so I believe. So yeah, it's 13 just, month. Yeah, something like that. So your goals have been completely different than 99% Correct. of people. Yeah. Um, you've put on weight. Yes. Yeah, bulking. Yeah. You've had to bulk from the start. So what was your weight when you first started the barbell? I don't think I was far over 10 stone when I started right. barbell, but that was purely because I was running as much right, as I okay. had. Yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. always been very lean. I've always had quite a high metabolism. I've always yeah. struggled to put on weight. It's never been something. I mean, well, it's because you're fucking running 20 odd miles, well, isn't that? <laughs> but it was even, even when I was at school. Um, yeah. I was very, very light when I was at school. I mean, what you saw when I joined Barbell, I'd already gained about two stone prior to me starting Barbell about three or four years before that. Right, okay. So I was even leaner and skinnier than that a few, yeah. a few years ago. Um, and then I joined Barbell, probably just over 10 stone. Um, I think I maybe didn't have a plan the first three months running up to Christmas. Yeah. And then after Christmas, um, Paige did her first cut. And then during her first cut, I did a bulk. You ate Paige's food. I what ate she... essentially what she wasn't eating. Yeah, yeah. And that was, that was <laughs> it was difficult at the start figuring out what it was that I needed to eat in order to gain weight. Because, you know, you start... You go, well, two and a half thousand, well, I should be eating, so I'll go to three. Yeah. That did nothing. So you go to three and a half, that did nothing. Four, yeah. that did nothing. Four and a half, you're gaining a little bit. It was eventually, I had to go to 5,000 calories a day to start gaining weight, which sounds fantastic. If you tell someone you're eating 5,000 calories a yeah. day, that's really hard work to eat 5,000 calories a day, just to fit it in. Yeah, and would you say for you, are you one of these people who's never been a big eater in any way? Yeah, I don't think I've... I think I've always seen food as fuel, not right. as a particular enjoyment in eating food. Right. Um, food's been something I need to eat, whereas I've never really like had a mentality of I really want that food or actually anything, whatever yeah. is available, because I, need, I knew I needed to eat something. Because it's never been a massive part of my life until relatively recently, I guess. Yeah, because I generally find with like people who have been lean all their life, they are the one, like people sit, like you said, people think it's going to be fantastic, I need 5,000 calories. It's fantastic for people at day 5,000 calories if they're already big That's because they love the food. Yeah. But for someone who's lean, 
generally what we see is like it's hard to get them to eat that amount. So it's, how hard was it? So you, you wake up in the morning and you've got to eat something. Just it, it's, it's fitting the food and the time that you've got available. Give us a day of what the 5,000 looked like. So I'd come, well, I'd come to the gym on the morning, I'd probably have, I used to have these um, flapjacks, which were like 500 calories, 400 and something calories. So I used yeah. to have one of those on the way to the gym. Then I'd do the gym, get home, get ready for work, head to work with all my food for the day. So then there'd be a, a protein shake for breakfast, but it wasn't just a protein shake. There was um, Nutella in it. And the, to be honest, the protein <laughs> shake itself was 500 calories. Right. And then you'd add Nutella into it. Um, peanut butter into it. It ended up being about 1,200 calories, this protein shake. It was the most bloating thing in the world. Right. It was, you had to sort of spread it out over the days to when you could, yeah, yeah. could, could drink it, I guess. Um, it must have just been like a good hole. Yeah, yeah like thick. super thick. <laughs> um, what was after that? So then you'd be eating like three or four bananas in the day, just because right. they're like 100 calories each and they're yeah. quite easy to eat. Probably have another flapjack probably about half 10, which is another 400 calories. Then you'd have your lunch, <laughs> which is generally some form of like rice or pasta with some meat yeah. in it. Um, and then the afternoon would be very similar of bananas and flapjack. Um, <laughs> Looks like the flapjack uh, oh, the is flapjack the main was, sauce. It like... was, well, it was 400 calories and there was protein yeah. in it and just carbs in it. And it, it, it did work. Then you'd be eating your tea when you, when you got in from work. Um, which it, it was difficult because Paige was obviously on a cut and I'm on, yeah. a, on a bulk, so the, the balance in those teas was, was quite a difficult <laughs> thing to do where you've got to try and reduce Without calories from one you. and absolutely monster <laughs> it for another. Um, and then it'd be another snack before bed. Sometimes I'd have to stick, if, like, if I'd had a busy day at work and I hadn't been able to quite fit all the snacks and you'd have to put another protein shake in to try. And you'd, you'd go to bed completely bloated. Like, completely bloated and just want to go to sleep. Yeah. And then wake up the next day and try to do it again. It is. It's like fucking for all these people, like when, when I post in the group, like I'm current three and a half thousand, yeah. like lucky getting it's like, it's hard for me even yeah. to get that. Never mind 5,000. It's just fitting it all in. It seems like it's an easy thing to do when you look at everything for the day. But after you've had one thing, like half an hour late, you've got to eat something else and you think, I just don't want to eat. I'm full. But and it, it's, the thing is as well, by the sounds of the food, what you're having, it's not like it's completely junk. It wasn't, it, I mean, it wasn't the, the cleanest, but yeah. possibly 5,000 calories cleanly in a day, I just don't think it's yeah, possible to do. No. Um, but it wasn't like burgers and going to McDonald's every day and yeah, yeah, that yeah. sort of stuff. It was, it was relatively clean. But as soon as you start eating unclean, I feel yeah. I noticed that. You know, right. like, especially on the morning training, if yeah, you yeah, have yeah. A, a bad meal the night before. Yeah. You've just got nothing. Like the the like energy's that. just not there. It yeah. just, the right food just doesn't fuel your system. Yep. Totally agree with you. So what, um, so what weight did you get up to then? So say you started around the 10 stone barrier. Yeah. What was the top end? Because obviously you've just come off the shred. Yeah, yeah. So what was the top end? I think I was around 13 and a half stone when I started the shred. So I think I gained not far off three and a half stone in about six months. Right, because this has been a say, well, if you started last September, so it's a 14 month journey. 14 month journey, 10 stone to 13 and a half stone. Yeah, so I stayed about the same weight until about Christmas time. Right, okay. And then after Christmas, went for um, it. Went for it. And as I say, gained about three and a half stone between Christmas and I think it was July, August time when I started right, okay. the shred. Um, so yeah, six, seven months. 
three and a half store. And then you did the shred. Yeah. How was that? Difficult to start with. It was a big change. I went down from what was 5,000 calories to, I think initially I went down to 1,700 uh, for the first couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> but then realized I was losing weight too quickly. Yeah. Um, so then bumped that up to 2,000 and stayed at 2,000 pretty much for the rest of it. Right. Um, the first two weeks, as you can imagine, were pretty difficult. Yeah. Um, the 2,000 wasn't too bad. There was the odd days where you struggle and you just think, I'm tired and I need some Yeah, food. yeah, yeah. Um, I think the last couple of weeks, when you're really pushing yes, yeah, and yeah. you're doing more exercise, I mean, we were... So for the, probably for the first six weeks, we were doing our 15,000 steps. Um, and then we started doing our 15,000 steps on a treadmill, on an incline. Uh, right, just okay, just, yeah, 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 yeah. more calories. Um, so, so for the last sort of five, six weeks, you find yourself very tired, yeah. very low on energy, um, and especially that last week um, when you're cutting everything out, no carbohydrates whatsoever, uh, trying to put all the water in, you just, the just energy just wasn't there. Yeah. It's drained. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, it was worth it. Yeah. Very pleased with where I got to. Um, but it is a tiring process and you have to really commit to it. There's yeah. no point in going at it with a half-assed attitude. It's not going to work. But if you really commit to it, you can get it where you want to be, but it's hard. So your physique's gone through some fucking huge oh, yeah. change in the last yeah. <laughs> 14 months, hasn't it? So you went from 13 and a half, so what did you get? So 10 to 13 and a half, and then down to? I think it was about 12. 12 flat. Um, maybe just a little bit over 12. Right. Finished. But yeah, that's where I... And you look fucking mint. I was pleased. Very yeah. pleased with where I got it. Yeah. Were you happy? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, that, that's the thing. Because I was always very lean, I didn't have a huge amount of muscle mass. And then obviously I bulked. Uh -huh. So you can't see any of it because, you know, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. wrapped in a big fluffy blanket, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> um, then you take all that away. And it's nice to be able to see that some of the work that you are doing at the gym yeah. is actually paying off and you have been able to grow some muscle. Yeah. Um, kind of just pushes you forward to go again and build some more. Which is, which is pretty good, because, I mean, if you think of, like, where you started to, like, just over a year later, it's like, if someone said, like, from, obviously, very lean, like, very yeah. lean, but without that much mass, yeah. to saying, fucking, you can do this within a year, yeah. it's fucking brilliant, really. Yeah. But, but you have to commit to it. Yeah, you have to commit to it. Yeah. You have to put the work in, yeah. and you have to eat. But that's the thing for someone of, of your physique. I mean, that's the main thing, really. I mean, I normally end it with a piece of advice to live a lean and healthy lifestyle. But I think probably a piece of advice from you for the people who are trying to grow. Yeah. What's your biggest piece of advice for it? Because you've done it and obviously then they have shredded and you've yeah. seen everything what's underneath, which if the photos aren't out by now, they look fucking brilliant, so check them out. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> um, it's easy to say, it's, it's impossible. It's easy to blame your metabolism for not being able to do it, but it's equally the same going the other way. Um, right. just, it, a lot of people talk about their metabolisms and their genetics are in a certain way. And certain people's genetics will make it difficult for them to do certain things, but it doesn't make it impossible. You just have to put the work in and commit to it. Um, and you have to take the time to learn what your body needs and what your body doesn't need. So right. example, as I went through, as I say, I started off at three, three and a half thousand and it didn't work. And it could, it could have been very easy to go, well, I just can't get away to give up. Um, 
but if you take the time to go right, well, if that didn't work, then what's the next step and see what works and see what, you have to take time to learn what your body needs. Mint. Thank you very much, Jack. Cheers, buddy. Thank you very much.